1: Just of Freedom. I am your host, Leslie Gist, and tonight we have a wonderful guest uh, calling in. Her name is Mrs. Betty Brooks. She'll be on to talk about um, the Gathersburg Black National Memorabilia Show, which is taking place in Gathersburg, Maryland, outside of oh, Washington, D.C. So as we wait for Mrs. Betty Brooks to call in i will play another tune <laughs> Momentarily, but um, I'll tell you that I've been to the Black Memoravillia Show a few times, and it is so educational, it's a lot of fun. And um, Betty Brooks is here to tell everyone more about the Black Memoravillia Show. Could you tell, introduce yourself to our audience, Mrs. Brooks?
2: Certainly. Good evening, Leslie. My name is Betty Brooks. I'm uh, talking to Leslie from uh, Maryland. And I am promoting the, Black, the National Black Memorial Sebelius Show, which is an annual show here in Maryland. It, it happens to be in Montgomery County. And it is this coming, April 21st and 22nd. Um, this show has been in existence for 28. this is our 28th year, celebrating the African-American experience. Uh, it's just incredible how many vendors how many exhibitors are under one roof. It's one building, two floors, and it's, it's more than... I, I've been going to it for more than 20 years. I've made sure that I have taken my children and my grandchildren for this experience. I've only been a vendor in the last five years because my personal collection just took over the house. But uh, I encourage... Uh, folks not only to come, we always have plenty of adults, but to bring your children. There's nothing like a first-hand knowledge, first-hand up-close and personal experience with some of the legacies that we have, the folks that are still fortunate enough to be with us that look like us and that can tell us about our story in their own words. Uh, An example of this, is uh, we we have uh, the the Negro uh, League baseball players, and there is one lady there uh, in there that still comes. Years ago, I got my husband uh signed autograph of uh, ball from her, Mamie Peanut Johnson from the Indianapolis Clown. Um, they're uh, the Tuskegee Airmen. Not only do they have an exhibit, but they have two of the Tuskegee Airmen that will be on hand to talk to you colonel charles mcgee and leroy Booth battle there are book signings not only from them autograph sessions with movie star celebrities a malcolm x exhibit african-american and roller skating exhibit uh, original black panther party exhibit traveling afro-american memorabilia exhibit blacks in hockey marcus garvey exhibit May, uh, Madam C.J. Walker exhibit, Buffalo Soldiers exhibit and there are folks there to talk to you. And there is a wonderful display of the "Less We Forget, the private collection of African slavery artifacts. Those folks are on hand to talk to you. Now the one thing that Mr. Johnson, Mr. Lindsay Johnson is a promoter of this show he's always looking for uh, more and different experiences and folks to come in and share. So this year he has opened up uh, there will be verbal appraisals for $5. Bring in your black memorabilia, something that's been your heirloom, whatever you have. And the donations of that $5 will be given to the Wiley H. Bates Legacy Center right here in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, you'll be able to also talk with, because they're the uh Representatives from the Legacy Center, and we also will have on hand uh leslie uh now for you, it's time for you to talk how did I meet you, and how did you find out about this
1: show? Well, before we talk about the two of us let's let me ask you a question: How did you learn about the Black Memorabilia Show, and what was one of the first profound um uh exhibits you remember? I uh, that made you want to come back and then want to participate as a vendor. Oh okay. Um of course it started off small
2: and it is the only black member video show on the East Coast. Um at that time, of course years ago, we had exhibitors and uh buyers coming from around the world. And uh we still have vendors that are out of state and uh buyers that come from uh, all four corners. But back then, the thing that, or the things, I, my, my main interest has always been paper. That's my history. Paper, 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 the books, the arts, that type of thing. So just these knowledgeable individuals that were willing to share the experience, up close and personal, it was no longer having bits and pieces of my history written or talked about from someone else. And this experience um, and the talent, the folks that were there that were willing to share. Because even if you don't buy, the knowledge that you gain just from being there, and these folks um, are willing to share, everybody will stop and give you all of the information that you need. Um, I
1: have a vast collection, but my focus is on paper. Um, okay. And um, uh, you're the first young person you brought to the exhibit. Uh, that would have
2: been my own children my son and daughter my husband and was what always was their reaction? um well we've always discussed it we th- this this was not new to them because I can't remember not collecting it but to see other people with it and to really uh, get to uh, and talk with them because like i say the vendors are just so willing to talk and share their information their knowledge and their history of why they are setting up with whatever they collect, how it came to be, and real insight. So um they appreciate it not only in the home, but going out and finding other people that appreciate and share, and also finding new items,
1: new things. Right.
2: What's one of Every your best year? finds?
1: Still... I'm sorry, what, what did you say? What was one of your best finds that you uh, purchased? You know, something that you still have in your house that your family could recognize.
2: Okay, that had to be Tuskegee pottery made by the students at Tuskegee. Wow. Yes, I that's heard something it that Yes, I, I, I am. I think that's that's it because my my maternal grandparents taught at Tuskegee, so that was just one of the reasons. And it is so hard to find it, but that that's the most treasured thing I'd have to say.
1: Can you give us a little bit more info about your parents and Tuskegee and the pottery? Uh, That's exciting to me. I didn't even know. We've been talking for a few years now. I had no clue that your family uh, was a part of Tuskegee Institute.
2: Well, yeah, but another thing besides them being um, my maternal grandparents were, were taught at Tuskegee, the thing that really... Started to connect us after I met you uh, two years ago. Was the fact that once I got your book, and we're talking about Bordentown, New Jersey, my grandfather was also Dean of Boys at Bordentown, New Jersey. And what I'm finding out with talking with folks like you and Stephen Mark, who was also at the show the same time I met you, and he's done a book on the Underground Railroad and your interest in it and all. Uh, Our worlds are getting smaller and smaller, and we might wind up actually being related. I think so.
1: I wouldn't be surprised at all. I really wouldn't. So um, Tuskegee Institute in Bordentown uh, School in New Jersey, what do they have in common? And how did your grandfather end up at both of the schools? Um. The,
2: the connection there, they've always been educators, okay? But he left her, uh, board in Town, and then they were invited to go to Tuskegee Institute to uh, teach for a number of years. Uh, i But let, let me just back up a minute, because I don't want to make this about my family, but my grandmother was a suffragette, and those types of things coming from the D.C. area, I remember. I remember... For talking about it, I remember the sit-ins and the things that she did. I got to know firsthand Mary McLeod Bethune, uh, Thurgood Marshall, uh, folks like that, because they would come in. My grandmother, before she went to Tuskegee, she was a ghostwriter for the Afro-American newspaper, um, and I got to file the clippings and things. So these folks just became a part of it, and and it, it was just I was just surrounded. All the time, so these things
1: were that just is wonderful. A part of that is so wonderful, Mrs. Brooks. I didn't know. Like I said, we talk all the time. I knew there was a connection with Bordentown School. And before we move on to back the um, the memorabilia show, the Bordentown School was called the Tuskegee of the North. It's in New Jersey, and right now it's a juvenile detention center.
0: And most mm-hmm. of the residents
1: in Bordentown don't know the history. Of that four hundred um acre campus, which is beautiful, I mean it takes up both sides of the um street um the buildings were built by the students, and there's a lot of them are still standing they are beautiful buildings. It's unbelievable that it's being used as a juvenile detention center but getting back to the uh the black um Memorabilia show, I think there's a lot of people there, a lot of vendors that have a similar history to you very proud. And they're there sharing their family legacies and the things that they learned about as a, as a child. Would you agree?
2: I would agree. I remember and- as a child my my I had the my mother had the entire collection of the Paul Lawrence Dunbar uh books. And back then, I there was Negro History Week. We only had a week. And um fourth grade, she had me go in, and I went from I, class. i got to from-
1: interrupt you. Sure. They they say, the powers that be, that we only had a week. But it sounds like you had a lifetime of black Oh, kids, yeah. And yeah. that you're still living it, and you're still passing it on. And I have to say that what you're teaching me and what um, you've been teaching the public and what these types of shows teach us is that our history it's such a great, victorious history. You know, most times we only hear about our history connected to slavery and the miseries of slavery. But we never talk about how we overcame it.
0: Right. And it's,
1: it's people like you and your family that helped us overcome slavery. And this is a story I think we should start focusing on and not just the shackles. It's great that we have to remember it like the Holocaust. We never, never, ever can forget. And we can't forget as long as we're talking about how we overcame slavery. Right. So uh, we need to sustain. own it,
2: and, and I'm still finding some African Americans that don't want to talk about it, don't want to bring it up. But I'll have to say the connection is not only from that chance meeting, uh, great chance meeting, when you came to my table, asked for my card, and then, in essence, the rest is history, because our conversation, and then we were talking at at church, because I run a Saturday academy once a month uh, under the adult ministry. But we were talking about um, the the civil rights, no, not the civil rights, I'm sorry, about slavery at that time. That's where we were taking off from. And got to to talking with you and then your book. You sent us enough books so that we, that was our project, was to read the book. And when we finished the book, with the other information that we had and also viewing that Lest We Forget DVD which those folks are also at the Black Memory of the Year show we decided to do our version of an Underground Railroad quilt and what makes us so proud is it was not just for the members of my church John Wesley United Methodist Church in Glen Burnie, it was opened up to our community. We had folks that participated in the making of this quilt from other counties, and also you are represented in four or five squares on the quilt, and it just it this is a continuum. The quilt and what it represents was just the first, uh, but that quilt has been represented in Annapolis last year on a health uh, wellness walk that wound up at Annapolis. Uh, dock. That's where the slave ships came in. We were asked to bring the quilt down there to display it. It's been at the Black Memory Video Show, and it will be back there again this year. And um, the connection to what we've done, and you inspired us with your book, uh, this year we are doing another, a second quilt, but that's the African American Civil Rights Movement, 1955. Well, I want
1: to thank you, yes. and I'm truly honored and humbled. Um, uh, about what you are doing um, To include me in your quilt I mean um, there's no words That I can use to express How grateful I am To be a part of your history And I saw it in person I took pictures with it And you know it's something that I'm very very um, Happy to share with my Six year old uh, And she'll be down there this weekend To, to learn more first hand So um, you know I can't thank you enough and It's it's great. It's great to be a part of your legacy and hearing more and more about you personally makes it even sweeter. So I thank you for that. And and you're going to bring it to the the Black Men Show, so it'll be on display again.
2: It'll be on display, and we have other things that go along with it if people wish to purchase them. But the other thing is after we read your book, you wound up being in our book that we produced, at our church, which is the stepping stones of life. You're in yes. that. Mr Johnson the promoter is in that. Mr Johnson, after reading it, invited you as well as some of the other folks that were in there to be a part of the show. And thank you for coming down and sharing again with us at the show last year and you were invited back and have accepted to be there this year. So like I said, yes, it is so a I will be
1: there and you sent most of your church members to my table and I practically <laughs> I Sold all. out the first day so I'm gonna try I'm I'm definitely gonna be there Saturday. It's gonna be a long ride but um because of all the great work you're doing and the support you've um had for me and you continue to do, um I have to reciprocate and make that trip. And i I'm gonna be there for Saturday. I don't know about Sunday but I'll definitely be there Saturday with some books to sign and just to be there to see you and all the great folks. It's it's a and wonderful wonderful t shirt. Yeah, I t shirts. My printer is working on the T-shirts. I have a few. I don't have as many as I like, but um, we're working on those T-shirts for you. And if I don't have them, I'll ship you a bunch of T-shirts. You know I will, right? I know that. And you can give them out to whoever you like. Um. Uh, so who else? I know I met uh, Michelle Cook. She does the uh, photographs, authentic vintage photographs of Black African Americans. Um, in a positive light, beautiful photograph. Mm-hmm. I met uh, Mr. Um, and she's been on the show. She's also interviewed people for me. Um, Ash, remember the sculptor? Oh yes, yes. Uh-huh. What is his name? You remember his full name?
2: No, I apologize. I don't. There's just so many of them. I do. I don't. Oh. I remember talking to him and seeing his work, but I don't remember.
1: Yes, he he has incredible work. He was one of the first people i uh posted um on my facebook page, and he has so many thumbs up and that reminds me i'm gonna have to um post his pictures of his sculptures up right now but um but who you else? also
2: met from uh society academy and his wife is one of the uh uh the Bessecks. donald Bessick was there he is the only the best of, i know is the only african american wood turner Right. And he was there with his work, so we're uh, we're always having first there, and hopefully from that show, from the exposure that they get, that they will go on and continue to do the fine work that they are doing.
1: Now let's talk about your book. Um, how did your book come about? I know you start off with
2: five. okay for two thousand ten. I offered to bring in my uh, artifacts and my collection to share with the youth in the church during Negro History uh, Month. And but as I started talking to folks, I found out there were other people in the church that did things like Donald Bessick with his uh, Wood Turning and we have Robert Wood, who is a black buffalo soldier, a black cowboy, and just a number of things. So after the show, I, I mean, after the exhibit, I thought I would just put out a brochure and a pamphlet, but the information and the inquiries as to let let's do more, let's do more, let's it wound up being a book, and it's called the Stepping Stones of Life book, because it first involves people, meaning our people that we are talking about. Then from there you form a community, after which you have a church and then members. But the it, and it takes the connection because here in Anne Arundel County, in, in Maryland where I am, the only black high school that was available or for, for uh, blacks at that time was Bates High School. If you couldn't find a ride or get on a bus, you did not go. That was it. So it, it starts at the beginning with the people that were in Anne Arundel County and it starts about forming a community and how they help each other, and from that you have the churches. And back then, uh, we were in white churches at night. That was our first church, to go at night to use the the facilities during the day. And then you have members. So we start off with the history of the black community in northern Anne Arundel County and the historical functions of the black church, the schools in northern Anne Arundel County, even my husband, went to a one-room schoolhouse. And in the journey, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we praise people, uh, celebration of life. There is a story here, um, inspiration. And we reflect past and present. And, and there are a lot of things in, in this book that will make you move forward. So I'll have the book there also. And you're in the book. And Mr Johnson is in the book. Uh, there are so many people, are uh, unsung heroes, because part of the problem was as long as I've been in the church, which is 45 years, I still didn't know all the people that were sitting in the pews either beside me or around me. And this way we brought
1: them to life.
2: And wow. they're willing now to just share their experiences.
1: That's, that's unbelievable. And how was your church connected to the Underground Railroad? Now that
2: that we don't have as far as the connection to with our church,
1: okay, but um, then, what inspires your church to get involved with underground railroad?
2: This was a Saturday academy that I run through the uh ministries we're We're focusing on bringing people in and working once a month on that Saturday on things that interest them right. and one thing led to another we've had all types of classes because that one of the things that we're working on right now is uh, we're getting ready to do a play in may women of color of the bible it's going to be a narrative journey through the bible as the characters come to life this is something i've had in the back of my head for a number of years but we're going to bring it to life and it took four sessions which is four months for about eighteen individuals uh, mostly our seniors, um, but to get them involved, we talked and pulled out the characters that we could authenticate as what we're, our version of what we believe to be. And now we put it in story form, and that's the way we're going to present it. Because historically, women of color, both named and unnamed, were identified and represented in both the Old and New Testament the women played an integral role in God's plan of salvation. So we're gonna bring them to life so that we will get a better understanding of God's purpose for their existence.
1: Wow. Okay, so um I'm looking forward to seeing the play. Um do you think one day they may include um some sort of art a form of art uh of plays and things of that nature at the Black Memberville show? I don't know how we could work
2: that in, but that's something that we can talk to Mr. Johnson about when you come down.
1: Okay, well, I'm looking so forward to it. It is a full day, both yeah. days. It's
2: 10 to 7 on Saturday, and it is from 10 to 5 on Sunday. Now, if it's okay, why don't I ask for the sake of your audience if you give them rather, um because they can't absorb everything, give them. Uh, they can link to him on the internet at www. Sh- well, I'm sorry, dot Com, and they'll have all the information, the directions, how to
1: get here, the time, and much more than I have explained. Great. Well, you did a fascinating job. I I hope. People will come out I know last year I met so many children I met one young yes. man Who had just learned About the quilt The Underground Railroad quilt Yes And he was so excited That he was part of my interview um, Last year He and his mother So I will be there Interviewing people um, Right at the show And after the show And all types of things I, I can't wait to record it Through images And through um, the Block Talk radio show so I thank yeah, you I'm
2: pleased that our uh, adults are bringing more and more children. We've always had the influx of adults, but not enough kids. So I have encouraged especially, and I've gotten the full support and cooperation from uh, the churches and, and my church especially. They support us in whatever we do. But to bring the kids out to see and hear firsthand and get to understand the good and the bad, you know. Uh, right. of what's going on. I took my oldest grandson, who's now 33, uh, when he was about 13, and he got interested in the first-day covers. So that is something if uh, one of the youth or stamp collecting, okay? Those are the most reasonable things to get a kid invested in because the show's only once a year. But he now has probably one of the largest collections of first day covers
1: that uh, that they are. It was just a challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but um, I want you to go over. You mentioned a whole bunch of exhibits, but for people, young people who don't know um, these people, you mentioned Madam C. J. Walker, Marcus Garvey, and because mm-hmm. you and I are so familiar with one another, I I was um, I was um, I should have. Asked you to explain who these people are for our young listeners. Who is Marcus Garvey? You don't have to give us a whole half-hour explanation, but just a snippet of who he is. Uh,
2: okay, let me let me just say well, Not if to you're touch not prepared, oh,
1: that's okay. Marcus yes. Garvey, he was someone who um, promoted uniting with Africa and, uh, and selling our, our goods. And having a great relationship, a consumer-like relationship, is that right?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: And he had ships and newspapers, and you know, he was really um, who we could who could we compare him to today? Marcus Garvey. Well, that that's it. That's why I want the folks to come.
2: We can give okay. all the information in the world. Okay. Right. And they know that Madam C. J. Walker. Okay, she did hair products. That that's fine. But come and see the hair product. See the exhibit. Right. Right. Okay. And you know, I the great Soldiers. Her. Yes, I, can, I can tell you about the Buffalo Soldiers. I've actually gone to Colorado and seen the, one of the museums, and we have a Buffalo Soldier in our church, which I
1: didn't know for years.
2: You know, but the thing of it is, come and see these people. The first time I was, I have six grandsons. Took them all over, took, took them to the show, and... I lost them. I lost them with the uh, Negro League baseball uh, team. When I found them on the second floor, it was like they had been incorporated into another family. These folks just, uh, they welcome the kids, they explain everything, but to see these folks, because, I mean, you know, they're not going to be around. Um, Tuskegee so okay, we can, you know, uh, know about them, but to come and actually talk to them. It's not, its not again, hearing it from someone else or reading it in a book, but to actually get to talk to them one-on-one.
1: Right. Right. Okay, well, again, thank you for um, coming on the show and promoting the Black Memorabilia Show in uh, the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, I'll be there uh learning as usual and interviewing people, sharing these stories of the vendors with you. And uh stay tuned, uh and listen to the Gist of Freedom next week and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. All right, I'll see you Saturday. All right. Bye bye. Bye.